Right, we're back again. Probably this might be final one before Christmas, and then big news to come out after Christmas uh, in it. So, um, absolutely, eleven. I think we're up to now of the uh, Strong Dads podcast. Been nearly three months we've been doing these now. It seems to have flown. That has flown by actually. That is weird. Big time. Yeah, three months. Loops. <laughs> Still got people listening to us as well. Not many for him today. So it's, it's, it's family members, isn't it? And us. I thought pressing record, pressing play five times. <laughs> Go twice removed. Getting your mate's phone going there. Can I just borrow that a minute? Play. Thanks very much. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, so what have we been up to since last week? I'll take it. We went to uh, Chester, actually. Off to Chester. Um Went to, I don't know if you guys have done it, you've done the Chester Lanterns thing where they have all the lights and stuff at Christmas. So. No, no. Yeah. Um, probably a bit young, uh, the little one, but she still enjoyed it. Like these kids there just going wild. So they have like people dressed up in massive inflatable elephants what light up and stuff. It's quality. Really good. At the zoo? At Chester yeah, Zoo? Actually around the zoo, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Quite decent. Yeah. They do like Heaton Park and things like that. Yeah, it's I was going to say, we're going to want it. Uh, Dunham, well, it's supposed to be before Christmas, but yeah, because of because we're in tier three, it's uh been moved to like January sometimes. So it's like, oh, it's not gonna be very Christmas, is it? Yeah, we're like, going, yeah, we're going on what day we on month? Wednesday. No, we got, so yeah, we, we got we got bumped to uh January, and that's it. End of January or something like that. So it'll be like Christmas will come, go, and then we'll be like, oh yeah, Christmas again. Hey. <laughs> Put your Christmas back. Flipping out, I'm not having my Christmas tree up for um, <laughs> like, anyway, starting to not walk, but like walk with a walker and that now. So she's like trashing everything. So we keep the tree up much longer or any longer than necessary. She'll be like nice. Yeah, mowing it down. <laughs> you'll, you'll have one of those Christmas trees where the decorations start halfway and go up yeah. <laughs> but I'm more concerned about it kept getting like knocked over and having that like because uh, we've got a fake tree we've got that like fake snow on it be like all over the living room dog will be eating it and then shitting it everywhere and that'll be a nightmare right? because, look, it, it, it looks a bit stressed yeah, you look yeah. a bit stressed <laughs> Hey, I'm telling you, the dog's worse than the baby. Sausage, sausage dogs and babies, like, it's not a good mix. Well, my client's got a sausage dog, hilarious. I don't, I don't get them, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, get, get, get a dog, get a dog, not like a cat dog thing. <laughs> she's a cat dog. Mate, mate, in some ways, she's great. In other ways, she's the most frustrating thing ever. Like you, you turn turn around the other day in the kitchen cooking. She's just like having a shit on the floor next to me. It's raining. Won't go outside. What are you doing? I didn't even realise you were there doing that. Just like, just like I have a shit in comfort rather than go out in the rain. Outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. No one tells you that sausage dogs don't like to be toilet trained. Anyway, let's get on to. Uh... Yeah, we we digress. Back to, uh, back to the podcast. To be fair, I was going to digress more. After this morning, with blue tick wanker here, getting John Cena following him on, on Twitter. Yeah, oh, no. I feel like we should call you, like, sir or something. Do you know what I mean? Sir, sir blue tick. 
That's a blue tick. I don't even use Twitter, and you're like, you know, on your iPhone when it oh, like, yeah. doesn't, doesn't download. And I just clicked it this morning. I was like, John Cena followed you. I was like, yes, yeah, obviously a fake profile. And then clicked on it. I was like, oh, he's the real one. He's following a lot of people. I was like, I'm not. Well, I say po- posting pictures of, of, of the left wing of the mansion this morning on Instagram. Yeah. You got John Cena following you on the on Twitter. Like, I just I just feel like pretty good peasantine when he's been in presence. When he's been away this weekend, it's just been right. Take loads of pictures of me. Yeah, this is like the next month. Yeah, yeah. All Christmas is social media content. Yeah, get the good side as well. I'm a bit bit thin on one side. So just get <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not when not when the comb over starts, where it finishes. Go yeah, from that side. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, and don't get the shit tattoo on the right side either. Like you don't want to. Standard standard rugby league tribal tat. Got it. Got it when I was fifteen. Right. <laughs> Talking of uh, social media, then, because uh, it's your social media that's inspired today's uh, topic, then nearly. So go on. Take it, take it away. Um, yeah, I kind of said through the week, didn't I, boys? Um, New Year pending. You uh, wanted to get on the rants, didn't you? Yeah, I wanted to get on the rants, rants yeah. yeah. It's bubbling, in it? Like the, the New Year, New Me, New Diet is kind of going to start very soon. And I threw it out there to you guys, like thoughts on like Veganuary on all the new things that are going to come. And like, Veganery doesn't annoy me, but it also the people who jump on it annoy me as well. I get the concept of it, but people's, um, I don't know, ideas of what it is kind of, I don't know, if you do anything for a month, it's not great. So I thought I'd throw it out there to you boys. I know Rimmer's the captain nutrition, so let's, let's get some of your opinions on it. Before we go like, straight in and go like, right, let's hammer everything. I think the good point you put, like, I've seen it already, so I, I've already started writing my Instagram post for this afternoon and couldn't get it in quick enough because I had to put a 10 in the Zoom meter for us today. Um, but I, I, the news, I don't know why the news app on my phone sends me notifications. It's the only thing that does. Um, but one of them this morning flashed up how to throw three ways to boost your metabolism. Apparently, it was an article. Oh, yeah. times over the weekend. That, yeah. <laughs> hey, absolute drivel. Like, what was it? What was it? Don't, don't eat after 6 p.m., go cycling <laughs> instead of lifting weights. And I'm joking, those two were not to do with your metabolism. That was to do with burn, burning fat. Um, and the first one was train um, fasted, train first thing in the morning, don't eat before it because again apparently you, you you burn more fat but it's like all three of those things miss the the point completely and it comes into kind of what one of the things Neely said then is if you do something for a month that's nothing if you look a month is like you know it's was it just it's about eight percent of the year or something like that it's less than ten percent of the year isn't it so like you know if, if you're if you're you know, you didn't get out of shape. You didn't get, you know, you didn't suddenly wake up one morning with like a lot of pot belly and that feeling sluggish and lethargic and everything. It's like, it takes, you know, months and years and things like that to of you know, falling off the wagon in terms of like exercise, in terms of, you know, you letting your diet slip and, and things like that and falling into bad habits. But like say the, 
the thing is, right, I need a reset after Christmas. Let's hit the hit the reset button. Let's go veganuary or let's do a detox or whatever it is. And let's say for two weeks, three weeks, a month, in the grand scheme of things, that's doing nothing. Um, and it's same with like the things in that article today. It's like, if you're going to do them regularly, fine, but don't think those are the things that are, they're the little one percenters. It's like, let's start putting the basics in first and the stuff that you can start to do for the next six months, 12 months, two years like, and beyond. Like with people use fat burners, isn't it? Like, <laughs> you probably like help 1% of the, the fat burning. It's like using all your ammunition at once. You know what I mean? Like calorie deficit, do some movement, then then start like timing your macros or something. Then you might do a fat burner like yeah. up on stage or something. Like they just throw articles out there, don't they? Because there's like 1% truth to it or someone's used it once. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like with that, with boosting your metabolism, there's very little you can do beyond sort of effectively moving more. Because if you look at what makes up your metabolism, you've got like your resting metabolic rate, your basal metabolic rate, unless you're going to grow like absolutely mountains of muscle, you're not really going to, you're not going to affect that. It's just your organs keeping you alive in it. Um, you've got like the thermic effect of feeding. So the, you know, digesting food and that. So again, there's very, other than eating protein, there's nothing really you can do to that. So it's then just a case of training. So the more regularly you can do that, but that's going to be capped because we all have work. We all have lives. So there's only so much you can do in an hour, a few times a week that you can get in the gym. So then the rest of it is just walking, you know, all the stuff we say, like be, being active uh, on a daily basis. That's that's the biggest place we can do it. Beyond that, you know, if you're, if you're not eating in the evenings and things like that, most people, that's the time they want to eat more. Most people struggle with snacking in the evenings and then you're going, don't eat in the evenings. So at some point it's become a test of willpower and then they, they fall off it, beat themselves up, feel shit and it's like back to square one and like we've spoken about in previous ones searching for the next diet to go to in it yeah so pe- people are just looking for the, an easy win aren't they quick fix quick fix magic pill 100% you know like people aren't willing to invest like I said before 6 months 12 months into organising themselves into getting better habits around what they're doing lifestyle and everything like that to actually make long-lasting change. You know, they just want the quick quick fix. Right, brilliant. I've dropped a stone in a month or whatever. I'll go back to what I was doing before. Stone goes back on. What about last time? Or that vegan array or juice detox or whatever it might have been they've been on. I'll do that again. And you end up just going up, down, up, down, up, down for 12 months a year. Six months on, six months off. And there's nothing nothing's being fixed in that time but they're not like they're not necessarily healthy either is the other thing so like this is my one with with like veganuary and the vegan diet in general i i like you boys or particularly you jones give me stick for this and along with a few others of being like anti-vegan and things like that and uh i get my, my, my gripe with it is if, you, if people want to go vegan and things like that, and they have ethical reasons behind it, that's completely fine. And like, I, you know, I'm, I wouldn't put somebody off doing it. I'd, I'd put somebody off doing it or I'd say them you have a serious think about doing it if they were doing it purely for health and maybe fat loss reasons because it doesn't, it isn't inherently any healthier. Generally speaking, people who 
switch to a vegan diet will, you know, they'll eat more vegetables. They'll probably exercise more. They'll probably cut down on alcohol if they don't, you know, if they drink at all, they probably won't smoke. So when you look at studies that look at that, like a, a, a vegan demographic, you're probably looking at people who make healthy, you know, conscious health decisions compared to what they class as kind of like meat eaters. So people who eat everything, you're probably more likely to get people in that category who drink more smoke, don't exercise, eat junk food, things like that. But also like, so I, I had a client or with uh, another trainer's client a few years ago who was a uh, vegetarian and didn't like vegetables. So he, like say a vegan diet, you can go in the shops and buy all these vegan foods and everything like that, but you can still, you know, go and have probably like chips, pizza, things like that. Shut up, dog. I'm trying to talk here. Like, you know, you can, you can have, you know, you can go and eat all these vegan foods and things like that. It doesn't necessarily mean they're healthy for you. You know, you can still overeat on calories. You can still miss out on nutrients, things like that. In fact, you know, it's, you've got to be smarter if you are going to go uh, vegan about making sure you're getting all the nutrients you need from your diet. Yeah, one of my, uh, I've had a few clients like that who uh, label themselves as vegetarian, but eat less veg than I would do. And I eat, I would say enough, I could eat a lot more vegetables, but probably eats a lot less veg. Like you say, he doesn't like vegetables, but label themselves as a vegetarian. It's like, well, no, you're a non-meat eater. Yeah. I think one of the issues with um, vegans now, if you go or being a vegan, if you go into a supermarket now, they have a whole aisle of vegan food, don't they? Which is just processed veg now, isn't it? Like... I think one of the like, early kind of people who kind of went for vegans, like you said, it was ethical decisions. And you probably like research ways to cook different things and they were really into it. I think people now just go, oh, it's dead easy. I'll pick up a plant-based burger, a pack of chips, and then tomorrow I'll get some corn meatballs. And then it's like, well, you just got a lot of stuff in packets in your fridge. You're like, this. <laughs> it's not going to be the best thing to do. Exactly. You know, people don't consider like, how are you going to make sure you're getting enough like vitamin B12? How are you going to make sure you're getting, you know, we all need vitamin D, but how are you going to make sure you're getting, you know, calcium things? Are you going to make sure, making sure you're getting enough protein and, and a wide range of the kind of different, uh, different protein sources. And obviously the, the amino acids that, that go with those, there's a lot of considerations that need to go into it. And like, say, I think from a, a health or like kind of reset button for January, is yes, like most people are going to go, they're going to try and eat more vegetables and things like that. So why do you have to go to such an extreme with it? Why, why can't you go like, all right, I'm going to cut down on certainly processed meats. You, know, you might cut down on red meat as well. I'm going to eat a lot more vegetables. You know, I'm going to drink more water and I'm going to exercise more and probably cut down on like alcohol and things as well, certainly after Christmas. You're going to feel better from doing all of that. You don't need to go to the extreme of going, right, I'm going to, either cut out all meat and go vegan or i'm going to skip meals and go to these like detox drinks and things like that which again same lines are probably not as healthy as people think they think they are it's it's like we say it's that magic bullet but the like kind of like you said there nearly is like marketers and the the big kind of marketing food like machine in the food and supplements industry sort of like ruins it by going hang on we can make a quick book out of these people doing this so they this time of year, they're setting, you know, bashing sales on uh, and marketing on kind of vegan products, on detox products, on on all this stuff. And people will go because they want that magic pill. Take my money, 
uh, and give it to me. And then there's no consideration for like, is it actually healthy for them? And is it something they can do for the long term? The clever the marketers though, aren't they? The, um, the vegan marketing, because they're pressing people's buttons in the right places, you know, with the, like the ethical and saving the world and stuff. Yeah. Like, you press the right buttons with it. So it goes, oh, you know, I've just watched David Attenborough's, like, did you watch the David Attenborough, um, the one on Netflix he just did? No. Really good. So he, he basically goes back from when he was a kid uh, and goes through his timeline and what he's seen, the destruction of the earth in like 70 odd years. And he says, right, if the same destruction happens in the next 70 something years, we're going to have like a mass extinction of human beings. Just if we keep going the same way. And what he does say in this, I've had a client ask me about this. He goes, he says five different ways, probably 10 different ways, how we can stop this destruction. And one of the ways he says is if people just slightly reduce the meat consumption in the diet. And he's, that's what he actually says. But I've had people go to me, right, that's it. I'm going vegan or I'm completely taking it out. And it's like, he said 10 other things about help saving the world and reducing, reducing your meat didn't mean stop it completely. And I think people just latch on to the... I don't know, is it the easiest win to stop eating meat? I don't know. Or is it to walk more, you know? Is it to stop getting 25 parcels from Amazon getting delivered to your house a day? You know, like, there's loads of things we can all do, but I think that's what the vegan marketing is now, the touching people's buttons with Save the World. I, I, I'd go with that. And I, I, like, from an environmental standpoint, again, I understand people, people doing it, but... Like from my point of view, I, I, I agree. I think it's kind of doing what you can do, what you can do sustainably. So for me, I, I, you know, I'm answer, I, I couldn't go without me. I enjoy, you know, a nice steak, a nice burger. Go and check out my uh, Instagram. There's pictures of me eating burgers and things all over it. Um, but what I do do is make sure, you know, I, I get, we get all our meat from local butcher who gets it sourced from, you know, Cheshire. So it's all, you know, local places around us so we're not buying cheap or even even some expensive meat that comes in from like like argentinian steak or something like that so you're keeping from my from my well i like to think you're keeping a carbon footprint lower from from that side of things and it's very rare we'll go out and eat something like that from you know a, a restaurant or go to like mcdonald's or you know somewhere like that that is likely to like so you go to mcdonald's they're not getting locally sourced organic like beef for their burgers and that are they it's all the cheap junk from wherever and that's the stuff that's going to be causing all the deforestation all the you know the feeding the cat the cattle you know grains soy whatever garbage and things like that so like like you said it's it's what can you do and it, it there are plenty of ways that you can you can kind of improve your carbon footprint without going fully vegan if you don't want to if you do that's fine but like i say i think you know you've got to be smart with your nutritional choices to make sure you're looking after your health and you're being ethical and that for the for the planet as well yeah i think it's generally people like kind of generally across the board now don't put enough thought process into their own nutrition like just like just take the normal person they don't think about it enough do they and then no. they go, right i'm going vegan and i think it's dangerous because you're removing a massive amount of nutrition from your diet from your diets like in terms of dairy meats like you say vitamin b12 
And if you're not someone who's willing to dedicate a lot of time into your nutrition or your nourishment, whatever you want to call it, and then you say, I'm going to go vegan, that could actually be dangerous to your health. Yeah. There's, there's, there's that kickback. You're going to have to be saying, right, I'm going to have to plan my meals this week. I'm going to have to know what's in that. And let's be honest, 90% of people who live now don't think like that. They think, I'm hungry, I want something that tastes nice, and then I've kicked to the urge of feeling hungry to the curb for a bit. Like, if you are going to do it, you know, when you're ethical, then you need to plan and be prepared. Jonah, yeah. just looking like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, unless James gets this out, I think the last point certainly from me on being vegan is like the, I guess, the Netflix documentaries that are out there. So, like Game Changers. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Big one for me is like, well, first off, people should, you don't want to be getting your information from Netflix documentaries anyway. But that was, you know, that's written, you know, it's produced as basically, I say vegan propaganda. And that's what, that's kind of my main issue with with vegans. I think since I, I didn't read it, I listened to the audiobook of, um, uh, what's it called? Sapiens. And since I listened to that, I can understand and get on board, like with people's ethical choices towards vegans and kind of give them less grief over it and everything since I listened to that. But it's people kind of then preaching and pushing their views onto other people that yeah. have game changers was that for me. But also it's a case of like, so the, um, the experiments they like, well, rigged, if you like, in terms of that, they loaded them. So they were always going to come out in favor of um, the vegan meals. So they were looking at it in terms of meat eaters versus um, vegans. And that isn't the case. No, like, well, unless you get some of these idiots that argue with like Lane Norton and people on Twitter about the carnivore diet, things like that. And even some of them are coming away from it now because they're realizing how stupid it is. Um, but unless you're going like that, we're all omnivores. We all eat, you know, we should be eating meat. We all should be eating you know, more vegetables and fruit than we are doing meat anyway. So it isn't a, like, a, it's not a black and white. It's not binary of like eat meat or eat vegetables and, you know, go, go vegan. It should be a case of like a mixture of both. Well, certainly for me, if you, you know, if you, if you do want to eat meat, there should be uh, like a marriage of both and it should always be mostly in favor of, of vegetables um, so that was kind of my last point is that it's not a meat eaters versus like vegans or, or vegetarians. We all should be eating vegetables and, and fruit. It's just a case of like, whether you choose to put some meat or fish with it and dairy with it as well, really. Any, anything for you on that, Jez, before we probably should put them, put that one to bed. <laughs> no, I, was gonna say, I think it's sort of like, we were just looking at all these sort of, January fads per se, and it just sort of sidetracked onto just pure veganism. Then, um, but but again, but I like it's it's one of those, isn't it? Where I said it like for ethical reasons and stuff like that. Like, yeah, go for it. But it's when people don't do it, like you said nearly before, without actually putting some thought into it, and then they just label themselves as vegan when you introduce them. Like, hi, my name's Chris, and I'm vegan. I'm like. <laughs> What? Like, what, what's that got to do with it? Do you know what I mean? And then they start pushing agendas on you without actually maybe looking into it and reading up on it and sort of understanding it a bit better. But, you know, that is, it's horses for courses, isn't it? A bit of a Freudian slip there, Jones. Are you going vegan? 
<laughs> I feel like a couple of things you said before you were like, oh yeah, sort of vegan. No is the answer to that. I do <laughs> I do I do enjoy I do enjoy my roast turkey at Christmas and a good burger every now and again. So no. But but I, I get it from like a from an ethical point of view. It's just it's just when you get yeah, preachy people who like to label themselves just because they enjoy a label and uh yeah, the, the Twitter handle and Instagram accounts become pro. Look at me. <laughs> the vegan bodybuilder or like the, the vegan something. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, want, I must say that one of the best things I ever did was I bought a uh, vegan cookbook and I just, I changed me outlook. Instead of going, right, here's a steak and chips or here's chicken and veg. I did it, you know, in my head I made the switch of going, do the veg first then add some meat to it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Good little switch for me. And um yeah, definitely a good idea. Can't remember. No, it's good though. Well, that's that's stuff. Class, I say, it's, it's having an open mind and sort of trying these things and and like I say not being bound and saying black and white and this and that. And that's where people fall in mentality, especially obviously New Year. It's like New Year, New Me. I'm gonna do this, and it's the the question around anything you ever do is is it sustainable? Can you, is this, is it a lifestyle choice? Are you going to do this week after week, month after month, continuously for sort of forever more? And if the answer is no, then you've got to question why are you doing it? You know, if the answer is, yeah, I enjoy this. Like we talk about sort of eating well and training regularly because we enjoy it. And it's now it's become a habit that we, that's part of our lifestyle and we just do it. Day after, day after day, week after week, month after month, etc. And because it's sustainable and we enjoy it, and we understand that if we miss a training session, we're not going to be fat in the morning. If we have a pizza in the evening and a few beers, we're not going to be fat in the morning. And it's just understanding like how how you work, how you operate, and what what you actually want out of it. Because, like I say, people, I think it's sort of it shows a lot about society at the minute about people wanting quick fixes and it's just like they want that instant win. Are, are you willing to do six months, 12 months of continual good habits to change your body composition, your lifestyle, whatever it may be, whatever you're trying to achieve with it. And that's where I'd always sort of go back to if people are going, right, I'm going to do keto, I'm going to do vegan annuary, I'm going to do this, that and the other. It's always comes back to like, why are you doing it? And is it sustainable? I think that brings us like nicely on then to kind of the other big one nearly highlighted earlier on. Um, and it, like particularly for new year is everyone bashing the jumping on the detoxes. And I think, like there's a couple of ways like to think about this. So like, obviously the first one, like kind of, you know, that's just the sustainability of it. And effectively it, it, it isn't, is it? If, you know, we've all, you've probably seen people promoting it on social media and all sorts where they're buying these brightly colored bottles of, uh, you know, whatever green drinks, fruit smoothies, whatever. And the idea is that they drink them for what breakfast and lunch or something like that. And then have a, a normal meal or, you know, something with a load of veggies or whatever and probably fish. Yeah. For, uh, for dinner, they do that for two weeks or even some of them probably about, fasting just having the shakes for two weeks i don't really you know so i don't really know the ins and outs of some of them but you know it's kind of like you said they want that quick fix 
they want that quick results to feel better. And then, like, I guess some of them will go either, right, you know, I want a quick fix and that's it. And then I can go back to normal. I'll feel better again after two weeks of that. Or some people might go, I want a kickstart. I want something where I can see some quick results. That'll make me feel motivated. And then I'll worry about sustaining something else later on. Yeah, but also, who who do they get to promote these things? Like idiots from Love Island and stuff, innit? That have never once drank there is, but there's plenty the of detoxes. There's plenty of PTs. I don't know. I, th- I reckon some of them probably do. But I also reckon, you know, the, well, it's obvious that some of them will just do it regardless of it when that um, expose came out last year where they were they were trying to get them to um, market something with cyanide in it and half of them couldn't even say cyanide. The other half of them didn't know what it was. <laughs> and they were like, oh yeah, Brilliant. my mates will say to me, like, oh, have you tried it? And they go, no, do you not know how this works? They just pay me money and I take pictures with it. There was like, so you're not wrong in that, but there's plenty, we know, you know, you've probably seen plenty of PTs online doing like saying, oh, order, order this now, order your detox pack for January now and they deliver boxes of like say six or seven bottles of uh, smoothies or whatever for uh, for a week um so there you know there are obviously you know people who should or do know better about nutrition and things like that still promoting these these things and like say we all know they don't work in terms of like any fat you, it's minimal the fat loss you get with them because if you take out you know a, a large portion of the calories in your diet and you replace it with, you know, a, a shake or a smoothie or whatever a couple of times a day, you're going to lose weight. You're going to have less bulk in your stomach, in your digestive system. You're going to lose water. So you're going to see a, a big drop on the scales and you're probably going to feel less bloated. So you'll feel like your, your waste and things are, are going in. But, you know, as soon as you start to add food back in again, that's going to either at least plateau, if not probably go back up again. But, my question to you boys then is like, would you ever consider doing that? Something like an aggressive detox and then go, right, let's get somebody motivated off that, seeing positive results, and then we'll worry about putting in habits and things later on. Personally, no. Okay. I wouldn't. I'd, I'd, I just think if you're going to sort of bring in the habits or build the habits that are going to help sustain them sort of long term, then start straight away. Because it, it, it's, yes, okay, so quick fix. What there, there are sort of maybe one or two sort of medical issues that may need quick fixes or sort of... I was going to say, leave it sort of, inside because we're, yeah. we're not really, like a podcast, you know, a 45 an hour long <laughs> podcast isn't the place to go and things like that. And I'm not saying no. I, I take this approach, by the way. I'm just throwing it out that this is what people often say. Yeah, but I, I would, I, it, for me, it's all about building habits that fit into the lifestyle that you want yep. and you might as well just start with them from the off and yeah look, there may be there'll be bumps in the road along the way and a few sort of wins and a few losses is you sort of working with your client and they're getting used to trying out these new habits and everything like that but just start as you mean to go on yeah as far as I'm I concerned agree. I think I won't say aggressively detox for people I agree with Jones you're like habits and building but I think if someone maybe comes to you with I know it's more of a nutritionist type of thing but kind of has like gut health issues or they're struggling like mm. 
it's okay to strip your nutrition back to like probably the bare bones of like your proteins and vegetables and then start adding stuff in but that takes a certain individual with kind of motivation doesn't it i know when i started as a pt it was like right yeah just get everyone to eat but yeah that's and it was like one in ten client would get results off it because they were the one in ten person who could actually follow it and it was just like throwing off at the wall and something will stick do you know what i mean so yeah but that was even even if they they didn't like even if they only did it for a week or you know didn't even get to the full end of two weeks they'd probably see enough of a, a drop to build some motivation you go right well let's get back towards that again and they'll, you know, they're, they're in enough of a calorie deficit to keep going. But like, I guess no. Again, I was just throwing it out to get your boys' opinion. I'm not saying I'd go with it. I kind of agree with you boys. And so, like, if you're going to start putting habits in place, you may as well start working on them straight away. And rather than replacing meals with shakes, if you want to go into a bigger calorie deficit and start seeing, or like an aggressive deficit and start seeing quicker results, I'd do that. But if you, the more you can do that while eating food the easier time you're probably going to have with it. But also like, when, you know, so when it comes to new year, right. Cause Christmas, we're all probably going to have, you know, a few more drinks than normal, more eat more junk or whatever than normal and probably not train as much as normal. So we are going to feel a bit rubbish and people will go, Oh, well, I need a detox. But it's like, why? Well, okay. The shakes probably don't detox and it's actually missing out on certain nutrients and things that are going to help with, like your liver and things, but why do you have to go to extreme? If you just cut back, cut back on alcohol, drink more water, cut back on kind of sugary foods, junk food, things like that, eat more protein and, and obviously a ton of veggies and move more, sweat. You know, you're probably going to feel exactly the same benefits without having to go to such an extreme to to get it. Yeah, definitely. We've seen the one going around now. Is it the seventy-five hard or something? What seems to be doing? Yeah. There's another one. Like, there's no particular diet to it or anything. It just kind of says go hard for 75 days. You know, this like we've said this before, I mean, other podcasts going for it. But yeah, like people like, I don't know, they like to go for extremes. Again, I've only read a little bit of that 75 hard. So for people who don't know what it is, there's a guy called Andy Frizzella in America who's got a podcast called the MF CEO uh, (laughs) Project. And he does it with it's 75 days and as i understand it, it's basically just like accountability and like discipline for mainly blokes isn't it yeah. so the idea is like you train every day you hit a certain number of steps every day and you journal and you do you do other things like know your diet and things like that and if you if you don't do it for a day you have to go back to the beginning again and you do it you keep going back to the beginning until you complete all 75 days in a row isn't it yeah that's and, the one she always says like pick a diet or something as well, isn't it? Like it's like a card I keep seeing people put on Instagram where they're like, oh, they check it off. And it's like, there's another one for you boys. Like, how many times does someone ask you to write them a meal plan? Hey, mate, can you do as a meal plan? That's just as <laughs> I'd be like blue tick man with you if uh I had a pound for every time somebody asked me for a meal plan. <laughs> That's just as bad as like PTs do it though, don't they? I'll give you a meal plan. It's like I've got a generic 1500 calorie meal plan. Like. But even with that, so my, I got this, I had a chat with somebody the other day about this. It's like, you, you're an adult, you're not, you're not a child. You, you don't, people might think they need it, but they don't want somebody to tell them, right, breakfast on Monday, you're eating this, lunch on Monday, you're having this, and dinner, you're then going to have this. It's like, 
you're not a child. What do you do if you have something on on a Saturday night or Friday night, but like you're, you know, you're supposed to be going out for a mate's birthday or you're going out for a meal or something like that, or the, you know, the missus wants a takeaway, but your plan says chicken and broccoli and sweet potato or something like that. What you're going to do, yeah, you sit there with your pizza and I'm going to sit here with my uh, chicken and broccoli and keep staring at you drooling because I want some of that pizza. Like, you're not going to, like say, at some point, you know, you might do it for a week, but if that keeps happening again and again, again, at some point, you're going to, like, oh, forget it, I'm, I'm going back into the, uh, I'm getting back into the pizza again with her. And you then feel like you've fallen off the wagon. You feel shit, beat yourself up and feel like that meal plan didn't work for you, so you need to go and find something else. Whereas if you, I think it's like with all of this, with the the whole, I guess, like veganuary or like the detox or whatever process, new diet January or whatever, it's all about education. If you can understand kind of, I guess, a bit about energy balance, what nutrients and, you know, what food should be, how you should be building your own diet, then you can take control of it and go, all right, well, I do want a takeaway. I want a pizza on a, on a Saturday night. So therefore... I've got to effectively rein a few calories in because I'm going to spend big on calories there. So if you've got that education, that understanding of how, how you apply it to you and your situation, your work, you know, fitting in with the, the kids and the wife and the foods they want to eat and things like that, then it makes things a hell of a lot easier for you to get in shape, but then also to maintain it as well. Yeah. I agree with that. So, yeah, I think, like I say, like, but going back to that 75 hard thing, I don't have a problem with things like that where it's in terms of accountability. If it's like eat clean and don't eat sugar and all that kind of stuff for 75 days, that's what, just over two months? Like, in particular, if you then screw up and you've got to go back to the beginning again, I just think that's a bit too extreme. But if you said, right, I'm going to do 10,000 steps a day, um, I'm going to train five days a week, and I don't know, I'm going to keep a food diary, every day for the next three or, you know, every week for the next three months, I could get on board with something like that because you're building habits. But if it was like, say, such a strict, rigid diet, I understand the thinking behind it in terms of building discipline. But I think for some people, that'd be brilliant. But for other people, they're probably more likely to end up feeling shit about themselves and thinking they're weak and things like that. Whereas if, again, it's that extreme, that kind of extreme thinking again, isn't it, where... You, certain people want that and need that depending on what they want to achieve other people don't but the i guess the fitness industry we've said about this before is either promote something where you're off it or you're on it and it, it promotes those extremes doesn't it yeah well i just googled it now and it has like a wallpaper uh and it has daily rules so one's follow a diet two 45 minute workouts no alcohol or cheat meals take a progress picture one gallon of water and 10 pages of reading so when he says read the fine print, uh, obviously you have until you go to sleep on that day. One of your workouts has to be outdoors. Yeah. And audio books do not count. <laughs> so it's a hard to do. Yeah. Can you can you imagine that yet with yesterday's weather? You're still <laughs> looking outside going, um, debatable. Nah, not today. Not today. Mate, I didn't see you with that picture you put up uh, when you were training outdoors a couple of weeks ago during lockdown with like your your hood up and everything like that, bar on your back, squatting. <laughs> you doing that yesterday? It was like pissing down with rain. Yeah, it's just <laughs> not fun at all, is it? 
Yeah, uh, they like you can play rugby outside, can't you? Like, yeah, it's a bit shit, and you crack on. But something like lifting weights outside, you're just like, no. I don't know why, why this feels just so, so. Just something not right about it, is yeah. it? <laughs> why does this feel so wrong? <laughs> All right, you've uh, you've trained at Venice Beach, haven't you, Rimmer? Mate, there's a bit of difference between uh, outdoors <laughs> there, and to be fair, and got there and that was one of the things when we were on honeymoon and we went to LA I was like that's on my uh, list tick list to go and train there and you get there and in your head you're thinking like Arnie and that lot training but then when you actually get there it's like the machines look battered or like the like the leather on the on the seats or the benches is like torn and stuff like that there's two old blokes wearing those like bright coloured baggy like tracky bottoms that like old school weightlifters used to wear and things like that. <laughs> and bottom bag and vest, yeah. Because it's like a tourism, like, like a tourist spot. There's loads of people walking past it and just thought, you're going to look like a right bell sort of having a proper training <laughs> session in there, aren't you? So uh, we like took pictures of it and had a, had a mooch about and everything. And then round the back on the actual beach bit, they've just got like a load of like dip bars and rings and stuff like that, parallel bars and things like that. So we, me and the missus just did like a push pull and some like like dips and uh, ring pull ups and that. And then like what you don't see in the picture you guys have seen is like in the background beyond there's a crop of there's like two lads doing like they look like Olympic gymnasts on these uh, high rings and everything like that. I was like. I'm not going anywhere near them. He's just like, like massive, <laughs> shredded, and swing themselves upside down. And his rings are just like, oh, I'll just, yeah, I'll stay. Let's go, let's go get milk. Go get milkshakes on this. <laughs> see, yeah. Done that. We're going to get one of them shakes in a, a dumbbell uh, shaker. <laughs> Gold's gym vest done. Tick, mate. I'm, not, I'm definitely not rocking around in a Gold's gym vest. I think that did it for fancy dress that once, the uh, stripy pants, bum bag, and a vest. And I had some chalk and something like that. I was like, <laughs> it's just like standard attire, wasn't it? With the 80s body. Uh, <laughs> Mate, I can't get away with it. My spaghetti arms and that. There's no way uh, I was doing that, rocking around LA in a Gold's Gym vest. Especially <laughs> <laughs> with a pasty white tan from England. Oh, on it, mate, mate, it was particularly back in like the days where you're rocking around in a t shirt all day. You've got like brown arms from kind of halfway up your uh, biceps and down, and then everything else is like what you still got like, a bright white t shirt on. So it's like, yeah, no way you can rock around in a vest. Um, anything else from today then? I think that kind of covers everything, and you know, we've probably ranted enough for a bit, haven't we? <laughs> Yeah. So, so what, what's what's the takeaway message then from it? Uh, well, for me, I think it's a case of like our brains naturally we look for a fresh start, don't we? Whether it's like I'll start again tomorrow, I'll start again next week, or you know, the new year's kind of the ultimate one. So I, I get that, but like kind of like you said, Jones, for me it's about going right. Can you can you have an element of sustainability with it? I think if you want it to lose lose fat, build muscle, you know, get leaner, get in better shape, things like that. There's got to be an element of, like, restriction because you're trying to create a calorie deficit or, or whatever, you know. But the easier you can make it to stick to that calorie deficit, the easier you can build it into your lifestyle, you know, put habits in place to, um, 
I guess, make it as easy as possible so you can eat foods that you enjoy. It can fit in around like the missus and the kids. So you're not having to cook a completely different meal to the, the rest of the family and everything. Like the, the easier you can make it on yourself, the better. And obviously the more you can like base your diet around vegetables, lean sources, you know, decent lean sources of protein, things like that we spoke before, the better you're going to feel with it. Um, and, and, and that's it for me. It's a case of, if you, if you ask those questions, do you enjoy it? Can you see yourself doing a version of what you're doing in six months time, 12 months time, two years time? If you can answer yes to those things, then probably stick with it. There's going to be some things that you don't enjoy. Like, you know, you're not going to be able to eat all the pizza you want or whatever, or, you know, there's going to be like high rep leg press is probably going to suck when you're in the gym or, you know, there's going to be stuff like that that you're not going to look forward to, but you know, kind of needs to be done. But on the whole, if you're enjoying most of it and, you know, you're getting results from it and it's improving your health, uh, that'd, be, that'd be it for me rather than having to go to such extremes. Yeah. I think it's important to remember as well, especially guys, you're not a robot and you can't just flip a switch and go, I'm now like the best nutritional intake guy ever because on a cold January afternoon, and there's nothing for tea, and you've decided you're going to have chicken and broccoli, you might just want like a, I don't know, a lasagna or something. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not just going to be emotionless for the rest of your life and just eat purely for function. There's going to be some enjoyment in there. So, Well, I, I like just quickly, I think that's something people forget is that, you know, you hear that quote of like, you bought, treat your body like a sports car. You'd, you'd only give it the optimum fuel and that, wouldn't you? And that's garbage. We don't, pick food basically you know if you get a craving you don't think oh my body needs uh, vitamin e right about now i better go and find something that's like you don't, your body goes like you know, oh that pizza looks amazing oh i could kill a pizza right now or whatever or you know could i, I had a tough day today i just need a beer to unwind or something like that. we do get pleasure in you know emotions affect our food choices i think we need to remember that it's like about understanding that but not you know our emotions and pleasure and things that are not dictating our food choices but you know us having a bit of control over it remember if you're trying to cut all that out at some point your emotional brain's way stronger than your logical one and you're going to fall off it if you know if that's the way you're going to try and go with it 100 percent. yeah what about you then jones since you threw that one out to us what's your takeaway from today um just for me it's just make sure whatever you choose, you're doing it for the right reasons and it fits into what you want to get out of doing it, really. That, that's it. It's like, it's no, never say, don't do this, don't do that, or you must do this, must do that. It's, it's finding the right way that works for the individual and what they want to do at the time and educate along the way and just learn from it. And like I say, just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and it fits into fits into your goals and lifestyle. Cool. So I think we'll round it up there. Um, we haven't talked about this, but I think it's probably a good time to say that we're going to take this to like its own podcast and that in the, in the new year. So um, watch out for, on, I guess, all our Instagram feeds because we will be hammering it in the new year. We'll let you know where to, to yeah. go and find it so you don't miss out on the, uh, miss out on your kind of weekly dose of us guys talking crap and uh, having a rant about things. Um, hopefully we've got a few good guests lined up. So over the next couple of weeks, we probably won't get another one of these in because hopefully we're going to get on um, calls with 
um, some really good guests, but I'm gonna. I'm just going to say they're really good and I'm not going to say names or anything yet, just in case they don't happen and we don't want like a bunch of like knobs. <laughs> yeah, this person's coming on. I go, oh no, he's not now. He pied us off. Um, but yeah, so hopefully in the new year, we've got some uh, some bigger things and uh, going with this and you won't just be listening to us boys ranting all the time. Um, so watch out for that. But before then, please like subscribe, share it with your mates, leave us, you know, a five-star rating if you found and a review, if you found it useful. And uh Have a great Christmas and New Year and we will see you in the new year. Take care.